Hello, thank you for inviting me into your eardrums. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Podcast Trashy Books. This is episode number 450, yay! And this week I am joined by Shawnee and Bridget from the Romance at a Glance podcast. We talk about their current season where they're focusing on dark romances and we talk about podcasting. And then we all read a book. For this episode, we read Dracon Mate Exiled to the Prison Planet. Please check out this blurb. Crashed spaceship, prison planet, snarling lethal predators, two big hulking bronzed aliens who turn into dragons. The best part? The dragons insist I'm their mate. This isn't the space vacation I thought it would be. Dragon shifter alien sex planet? Oh yeah. So we are going to talk about the key elements in a good sex planet alien book, We're going to talk about consent and kink and fantasies and dragon sex and more. This is much higher on the not safe for work scale. (laughs) I said scale than usual. So, you know, be, be ready. I also have a compliment to get this episode started. And I love this to Kelly S. Deep underground in the hidden realm of magical creatures, there's an annual week-long mega party with excellent food and music and a light show that celebrates your birth. Basically, your birthday week is the biggest underground party of all time. If you would like a compliment of your very own or you'd like to support the show and help me make sure that every episode is accessible to everyone, have a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Every pledge is deeply appreciated, and monthly pledges start at $1 a month. I also want to say hello to our newest patron, A. How you doing? Thanks for joining us. This episode is brought to you in part by Headspace. If you've tried meditation in the past, like me, and found that it was hard to stick with or felt like you were doing it wrong, I would like to invite you to try Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in a very easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. If you're feeling overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. If you need some help falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions for that members swear by, and Amanda loves those. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Since I started using Headspace, I have meditated nearly every day for 120 days, and yeah, I, uh, I do feel better. When my shoulders are like up around my ears with stress, I have techniques that help me mentally breathe and relax. I also feel more centered and more in control of what's going on around me, even when I'm not in control of what's going on around me. And you know how sometimes your playlist or Spotify will play the perfect song for you at a given moment? Sometimes the daily Headspace meditation is exactly what I need. Headspace is backed by over 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier. That is true. And Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash Sarah. That's headspace.com slash Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash Sarah today. I was a guest 
on Romance at a Glance, and now I get to welcome them onto my show, which is a total treat. And I will have links to all of the books we talk about, especially Dracon Mate, Exiled to the Prison Planet, in the show notes at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast, along with links where you can find Bridget and Shani and Romance at a Glance. But for now, let's... Let's let's do this. Dragon shifters on a sex planet. I'm yep, 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 can't wait. We're we're going for it. On with the podcast. Hello, my name is Shawnee. Um, I'm from Romance at a Glance. I'm a podcaster um, and a musician, <laughs> and I put out a lot of music under the name Marvelous XE or Marvelous She. Um, and Bridget and I are besties, and we talk a lot of romance, and we're excited to be here. Yay! <laughs> I am the aforementioned Bridget, and I also co-host Romance at a Glance. I will say that I am the quicker talker, and also um, perhaps the crazier one of the duo. Although it's debatable, <laughs> I would argue. And super excited to be here because Sarah came on our podcast, and we had the best time ever. And I'm excited to be yeah, we did sort of returning the fun. Thank you for doing that. I'm so excited that you guys are here. Um, how long have you both been podcasting together? A year and a half about. Yeah. Yes, year and a half. So do you feel I like would... you're getting better at it as you go? Because I've been doing this for a while. Oh. And every time I discover something like a new way to save time, I'm like, I am a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think we are getting better in general. I think the at the beginning, there was a lot more stuff to cut out. Like we'd go on. We still go on a lot of tangents. We enjoy a good tangent. Um, but we were cutting out a lot more like nonsense, I would argue, not good yeah. <laughs> quality tangents, just like nonsense. And now I feel like our, like we get, we're a little bit more comfortable with when the other person, like I can always tell when she's going to jump in and have an opinion and things like that. Yep. Yeah, that is very true because Bridget's right. She talks way more than I do. She has a lot to say and it's actually, it's just my brain is slow. It takes me a minute to like rev up into the you know thing and i would argue that because she says she's the crazier i would argue that our crazy is equal but different right that's that's the best matchup yeah like i have a silent crazy like i have a quiet crazy just wait you just wait for it (laughs) and and bridge is much more upfront about it that's true true. (laughs) one thing i've noticed with my podcast is that because it's me and usually one or two other people i used to be so much more um, I guess critical, I would edit myself out a lot. And I would have these really long stretches of the other person talking because my, my thought was, well, who the hell wants to hear from me? They want to hear from this other person. Mm. Not so. A really mm. good conversation is, is a better podcast. And I've had yeah. to learn um, to let myself go off on tangents because mm-hmm. even though I'm the host, I'm like, oh, nobody wants to hear from me. No, 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 no. <laughs> Tell me more about you. Yeah, I try to remember like, um, you know, something we learned from YouTube, right, which is like, there's 10 million, uh, like beauty gurus on YouTube, and they all have followings, and they all have big followings and that sort of thing. And it's like, people want your personality, they come mm-hmm. for you, and yep. then the other thing. Mm-hmm. And we found out recently from like, uh, doing like our patron watch alongs, and you know, we do a lot of interactions with our patrons, that a lot of people don't actually read the book that we are talking about they just want to hear us shit talk and like talk about our lives and sex and relationships and all of that stuff and because every book is different it brings up different stories and different Mm -hmm. things I remember so many things on the podcast that I have forgotten for many many years (laughs) (laughs) it taps into a specific part of your memory right 
Yeah. yeah. It'll yeah. trigger something. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this one story totally fits into this book. <laughs> this is one time at Bandcamp. <laughs> a lot of like PSA caution stories, you know? Yes. Like, this is a PSA from Romance at a Glance. If a and man I, follows I, you across a continent and you didn't ask him to be there and then he stops you and locks you into a hotel room, you need to call the police and run far away and do not date and marry that person. <laughs> That's just how it is. That's just how it is in real life. <laughs> really work in that romance novel either to be fair that romance novel was probably our least favorite so far of all the ones we've read oh yeah that was a bad one <laughs> the gentleman's sinner i think it was gentleman's sinner was the one we were like what is it none yeah. of this it's is a romantic. really funny <laughs> podcast episode though because it was one of our earlier ones and we had read like some historicals we had read a couple like and we were like picking great books like Helen Hoang like Kiss Quotient like we were lots to talk about there right so many good books in a row and then this one we thought it was gonna be like dark and delicious and (laughs) I during the podcast I think I said like five times like I'm still convinced at like 75% of the way through this book that he is going to reveal himself to be a paranormal creature and it's going to fix the whole book (laughs) like I was convinced (laughs) Now, I know you are working on a season about dark romance. What are you reading? I'm curious what made you pick this topic and what you think makes a good dark romance. I presume it's not any of the behaviors you just mentioned. (laughs) I'll let you Uh, take this one, (laughs) Shawnee. Well, I think we did dark romance just because we pick a theme for every season. Right. Historicals. Like during the winter, we do like cowboys and, and military and, you know, and then holidays. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of our listeners uh, listen to dark romance and I read dark romance. Um, it's not the majority of what I read, but every so often I enjoy it. Um, and so that's initially the thought behind it. And so many of the people who listen to us like are in a lot of these dark romance groups. And so we were just like, let's, let's do it. Let's like delve in and see what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we have a big disclaimer at the top of our episodes. That's <laughs> like, look guys, this is, you're going to hear all of these things. And I think yeah. what's really interesting is, especially cause I'm heavily involved in kink is that there's a lot of these taboos that you're not allowed to like in real life, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, and I think people are allowed to explore them in books. And so dark romance, I think, is a nice gritty way and yummy way of like finding out what's the dark stuff that people like, the things they can't admit to and that sort of thing. And like, you know, murky consent or no consent at all is a big uh, thing in dark romance. Um, and like one of the things I talk about is that my partner and I engage in consensual non-consent and it's fun as shit, you know? And so <laughs> um, in the books, they're not necessarily, it's not consensual non-consent, but it hits that same fix. I think in the, the, the four books that we've read now, um, a lot of them are like a, a bad boy with a heart of gold. And even though they do really fucked up stuff, they have like a heart of gold and this is annoying the shit out of me. All right. Cause <laughs> I just, I went, well, one, a lot of them are very angsty. Like the, the, the hero is very, very angsty and it's a lot of back and forth. And I like a controlled, like dark, I, I like control in my like hero and dark romance. So a little bit more like a, like a Mr. Gray esque, but even he was a little too angsty for me, but like just a lot more control. Who's in control of the situation. He's going to do some fucked up shit but he's in control. <laughs> and there's no ambivalence or, or, or uncertainty on his part about his feelings, about what he's yes, doing. He's confident. About what he's doing. 
he is confident in the fucked up shit that is about. Oh yeah. That's for me. That's what I, that's what I like. We just read one where they were like in high school and it was a whole lot of back and forth and this and that. And I was like, I, I, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that one so much. Cause but we wanted to, I wanted to do at least one bully romance cause so many people love them. And so we wanted to see like what it's all about. And uh, what we learned is it's maybe not for us and <laughs> we're not the target demographic. And it was, it was, it, that one in particular was also just a, very um another book where i wish authors and also like movies and other things realize that we want to connect to a central theme we don't need 45 plots we just need one good one maybe one good subplot and that's it i don't need anything <laughs> else like if your book is about bullying and this dude is like in this case was like torturing this girl and and for 10 years like bullying her and she doesn't understand why she, like, as she grows up and becomes a teenager, like, has this crush on him, even though he's super mean to her. And, like, great setting. Great setting to, like, delve into the psyche of what the hell's going on and all this other stuff. But then there's, like, a lot of plot. There's, Sarah, when I say the last third of this book, or last, not even third, the last quarter of this book packs in a lot of plot. And it was... Um, I it call was, them first was, grader plots. It's like a first grader telling you a story. And then, and then, yes. and then, and yes. then, and yep. then. Yes. I, lo- I like Very that. Much I so. like That's a good descriptor. <laughs> That's a great descriptor. Because it was a lot of like, yeah. oh, and also, did we tell you about the crazy dad who's come back to life? And all and you're like, do we care? Like, all I wanted to know is about these two people. I just wanted you to know. space when, these things out. Yeah. At the end of the book, I was like, what the fuck did I just read? Like, I, <laughs> what? You know, and the thing about it also, like, is that authors are keep trying to give me sequels and we don't know if it's because of Kindle that they get paid by the page read and that sort of thing, or they're coming from fan fiction or all of the above. But like, they're making books with sequels that don't need sequel. You did not give me enough book in book one for me to read a book two. And so when I get to the end and there's this made up cliffhanger, out of like, and now you want me to read a whole nother book that that's also not going to be good because the first one wasn't good. I don't like, I'm just like, write me one solid book. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care about any of these people. So why would I continue reading about them? Yeah. Like you haven't convinced me to give a crap about any of these people. None it's like the bachelor for me. Like I don't <laughs> care. I've, my college roommates used to watch the bachelor and they used to get so mad. Cause I would stand behind, we had like the couch and then our kitchen was behind the couch. So I yeah. used to stand in the kitchen, like making my food while they all watched. And I would like heckle from the background, like an asshole. And I would be like, Oh, well he's clearly picking that one. And they're like, no, we hate her. And I was like, it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> he's picking sure her, choosing her. And they're like, no, she's the worst. Meh, meh, meh. And then at the end of the season, I was right. Like 75% of the time, considering I only ever watched like you know, one or two minute snippets throughout, but it's like people get so invested in that show. They get really so invested. Oh yeah. I, I just, you know what I do like though? Did you ever watch the behind the scenes show about it? Un, un, um, the un, fictional one. Unreal. Fictional. No. Oh my God. Unreal is a TV show that had a couple seasons, three or four. It is. Well, it gets super crazy in the later seasons. The first season though is astonishing. It's so dark. 
It's so fucked yeah. up. Yeah, it's about it's... the people who run the show. So oh. it's the producers, it's the PAs, Speaking it's the food. camera people. It's yeah. about how they manipulate all of the situations and use all this like really awful psychology to get these people to say horrible things and to get people drunk. And they like, it is, but it's just yeah. the pacing of the show is just in your face. It's so good. The acting's good. Highly recommend. Unreal. It's on. First, apparently, so, it's on Hulu right now. I just googled it. So you're welcome. Thank you. First Google of the podcast. <laughs> when one of the first people I met when I moved to LA was a uh, one of the producers for either The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I can't remember which one now. But um, I she told me these insane stories. I remember she got drunk at a bar and just told me she was like you're a doula you'll you'll understand and started just spilling her whole life to oh, me no. oh she, do you have bartender pheromone too people oh just my tell God. you their business oh my, and you're like yes they think because they're like you're empathic you're a doula you get yes. and then they just spill everything yeah and and i remember sitting there like, <laughs> like, like this, <laughs> this this story i did in the russian mafia and i won't even i'm not gonna tell the whole story but this is one instance in this crazy ass night where she just goes on this She's bawling at the bar, super drunk, oh, no. and is telling me the things she did to contestants on that show to get them to do stuff. And she's like, I'm going to hell. I'm just like, I'm going to hell. Yeah. You don't even understand all the things I've done. And I was just like, this is me. I just moved to LA. And I'm just like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, oh. My God. Oh baby, baby Shawnee was like, what's happening in LA? These people yes. are the devil. Yes. And then the whole night she kept saying, they're going to kill him. And uh, when I say how, the, I'll, I'll tell the story another time. But when I say this was the most insane LA story of all times, I was just like, holy cow, what have I gotten into? I'm going to go home now. What am, what am I going to do right now? I'm going to go home. And lock my door. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So I, um, I asked you to read a book. Yes, you did. Yes. We would like to start off this uh, review by telling you thank you. We appreciate that you knew us well enough that we would want to read a Dragon Shifter and Minaj book uh, about alien dragons. And I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Exiled. Yeah. Exiled. Planet. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I mean, the blurb was as follows. Crazed spaceship, prison planet, snarling lethal predators to big hulking bronzed bronzed aliens who turn into dragons the best part that wasn't the best part the best (laughs) part is the dragons insist i'm their mate and i was like i bet i bet they'd like this yes you're very welcome i got a text from bridget that said sarah loves us (laughs) i was like she knows us she gets us us so well (laughs) so it occurred to me that this book is is a is a pretty solid example of the sex planet alien fucking subgenre. Yes. Yes. And yes, and it's not just alien fucking or just the sex planet. It is the combination of the two, right? Mm-hmm. It is the two elements <laughs> that <laughs> that make this genre, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been sitting here because you know I have to attempt to codify everything like what makes what are the things that make these books so addictive much like you were asking mm, about bullying yeah. romance and dark romance why are sex planet alien fucking romances so popular and i think it's the the expectations that the reader carries in to the mm-hmm. story there's going to be a sex planet there's going to be mm-hmm. alien fucking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're good I, i'm already yeah. ready i'm already at 80 percent. i think, I, I, think <laughs> I think there's actually more uh to 
um, what, like the expectations you carry in. Cause I was actually, I was talking to my partner about this and cause he was like, what are you reading? And so I give him a synopsis of oh, the whole thing. Alien planet, sex, and sex planet, alien sex, fucking with yeah. dragons. <laughs> with big dragons. gigantic 10, Humans. 10 inch cocks, you know, that are just hanging out, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm, and I'm always very introspective. I'm like, what about this makes me love it? Right. Cause yeah. I love these, but for me, mm-hmm. It hits one of my kinks, right? And so I have, and I'm going to admit this on the podcast, I have a breeding kink, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea of somebody getting me pregnant, that that visceral, all usually most of my kinks are primal in nature, right? So like me and my partner are primal players. Anything that's like mine, mated, alpha, ah, whatever, mm-hmm. those things get me off. So possession, like, control, possession, control, exactly. Got you it. Know? Yeah, I follow you. So, so like those things, I don't need them to be like rage beasts, but I just need them when it comes to the person, they're like, that's mine and I will mm-hmm. kill you if you come after what's mine, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and so I think it also feeds into that um, as well. Oh. I also think it feeds into the, um, well, I'm stuck here and I can't help it. So I may as well enjoy it. Because I think a lot of people, you know, were raised in such a society of like, especially in America, anti-sex and anti-pleasure and anti-female pleasure that a lot of times I find the easiest books to get into are the ones where I'm like, or the character slash me are like, well, you're on an alien planet and they said they're your mate and you're attracted to them and they're attracted to you and they're both seven feet tall and have 12 inch penises. I think we should try it out and see what happens. (laughs) What else are you going to do? You know, what are we going to, what are you going to (laughs) do? You know, what are you going to do? You're going to fuck them all day long because there's nothing else to do. You're there's no TV. You've lost Twitter. There's no Instagram on the sex planet. All there is are two dudes who want to take care of you and worship you and just bring you to endless, endless orgasms. And Mm -hmm. I think that you should embrace that. Yeah. And there's also so that, the absence, then there's the presence of the atmosphere that in usually in varying degrees so invites I, you to get horny. That's one of my oh, favorite yeah. things about these books is the biological changes. Cause I, me and Shani talk about this all the time, how sometimes it's really hard to like get behind a book when they don't explain. And just, I need one nugget, one line of logic. I'm into it. So like in this book, he, they say something like, like their sperm was changing her body to prepare it for their babies. And I was like, oh, done. It's, it's a magical alien sperm. It's changing her biology. I'm sold. That's obviously how she can have sex with those penises without dying. And that's obviously how she'll eventually bear their children and she gets stronger and faster and all this stuff. And I'm like, first of all, I want that. Hello. <laughs> Great. I would like to be stronger and faster and also have two seven foot tall alien dudes who are worshiping me. Sounds delightful. So I like the bio. I like when they just give me like a little nut. Oh, we have advanced technology, and we gave you a shot that will prevent you from pregnancy until you want it. Super. That's all I need. <laughs> Super. Sounds great. Yep. <laughs> so, do you guys have a have a way to summarize this book? I've been trying to think about it. Like, how do you give like the the the, the super short summary beyond mm. Sex Planet Alien fucking? Yeah. I mean, that's the summary I gave my partner. <laughs> Right. I would say, I would say, I actually thought this book had a lot more like political shit in it than you would normally expect from a sex planet alien fucking like this book was pretty heavily on plot. Um, so I would say, um, uh, naive human women are tricked into going to an alien planet for the help of humanity. And it turns out that they are betrayed and get sent to a barbarian prison planet with no way off where they encounter 
Dragons who become their mates. Two of them. Two for what? Ooh. Yes. It has to be a triad. <laughs> Dragons like three because they have, you know, the three claws, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good summary. Yeah. But there was definitely a lot more. I actually read half of the next novella because I was curious to see whether the like political stuff keeps going. Yeah. And it is it is very heavily about the like, you know, the politics of the old world and like why they got sent there and, and the royalty like, class discover yeah. new stuff about the you know, why, why like the history of their genetics and stuff like that. Cause they were like a created species. So it was definitely, it's yeah. not quite at the level of like Grace Goodwin or Mina Carter or their or the ice planet like, barbarians, ice planet barbarians where you're like, we are here for, I mean, there's a little bit of plot, but those books are more heavily smutty than this book. I thought that was exactly my note on this book. Like I kept reading it and I was like, okay, that's, that's an, that's a lot of science. Yeah. And oh, wow, the government screwed you, didn't see that coming. And these people are not who they say they are. Okay, yep, saw that coming too. There's a whole lot of mystery and mistrust here. But my note is there is too much plot in my alien fucking romance. Yes, yes. There was was too much plot and there was not enough You know what? I expected a little bit more fucking. Mm -hmm. There was too much plot. Not enough fucking, but I also think where they could have taken a slight bit more time is before the first fucking, right? So like I more, like more I tension. like Yeah, like I like the tension. And I don't think you need to give me a ton more, but they no. could have been a she just kind of gave it up. She was like, Oh, I'll distract them with my pussy. <laughs> you know? And, and it worked. And, <laughs> Surprise, it worked with, with two dudes. You know, like we've like, been I, on a planet with no women for what, sixty years? Yeah. It was, was, was not a difficult trick there. I was like, I was like, wait, that's how it's going to go down. Like I wanted more attention there that I could have done with less plot, more attention, a little more, a yeah. little more pull right there. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I rather them kind of ravisher. I mean, they could consensually ravisher, but like it should come down to a ravishment type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they kept saying, they kept saying, we're trying to hold off so our dragons don't go crazy and overtake you. And I'm like, let those dragons overtake her. I know. Let them. Johnny, okay? <laughs> in the second book. There is more tension because she takes longer to. Um, she's in a coma. The, the chick who's in a coma, so she wakes yeah. up and then takes like a few weeks before they have sex. So they have some good like oral scenes beforehand, but she's like super into their dragons. And I was like, oh, is this going to be the one where she's going to fuck the dragons? <laughs> and then they change back to human. And I was like, well, we can't have everything we want. We've been we've been <laughs> hoping that there'll be like a book where there's like a partial shift, like they're half dragon at the time where they, they get like overtaken and they're not fully human or mm-hmm. like full dragon or like, you yeah. know, if you're if you're already getting fucked with a 12 inch bronze, 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 then what's what, what's the, I mean, the harm in doing a dragon? OK, did, like, did I don't understand. Read- did you read the ones um, with, uh, oh my God, what is there, where the guys like shift when they get aroused so they become like a bigger version of themselves? I've Probably. seen this before, but I can't uh, pull it off the top of my head. There, I have read the Lords of the Seder where uh, once a month at the full moon, they grow two dicks. That's ooh, different. Ooh. You had, oh, oh. I'm sorry. I'm taking a note right now. Okay. Lords, Lords yeah. of this, this the book, Seder. This book. Is a journey, okay. and, and I'm and it is a gift. It is it is it was the first completely 
off the chain erotic romance I ever read. And I have shared it with other people. And, and there's sometimes the reaction is, oh my God, thank you. And sometimes the reaction is, what, what did I do to you? Did I, did I hurt you somehow? Okay. So Nicholas, Lords of the Satyr, not Satyr like Passover, Satyr, S-A-T-Y-R by okay. Elizabeth Amber is an older book. Okay. And it is about the Satyr and um, they are hemipenes. Once a month at the full moon, they shift and they have um, hairy sort of thicker legs and uh-huh. two dicks. Interesting. Two. Um, and they conjure women out of dust to fuck them once a month to satisfy the second wee-wee. And then it, it disappears back into their bodies until the next full moon. And some king... It's, it's also one of those forced inheritance marriage series because some king kicked the bucket. He has three illegitimate half-fay women children out there in the world. He has three half-fay daughters out there. And so the satyrs are each charged to go. There's three of them, of course, sequels. And they have to go out and find their 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 mates because Ooh. this king, this dead king said so. And it was like, uh, okay, then. Oh, and there's <laughs> evil, evil lesbians. I, if, oh, if, I would Evil lesbians, <laughs> with nipple evil? rings. A lot going on in this book. <laughs> One of them is eaten by a tree. It's oh. it is, it is a gift, and I won't even t- I won't even spoil the very best part. I will let you discover the very best part. I'm going. I am a hundred percent reading this book. Okay, um, and when you get to the good part, you will not miss it. I will. You get to the good part. I'll probably send you a furious email, like please, like, Sarah, <laughs> please tell me. Please tell me. But with um, this book, I felt like, okay, I never, ever do this. I don't read books and think about how I would have arranged them or done them differently. I'm just sort of like, this is the book. Right. This is how it is. My job is to decide, you know, whether I'm into it or not, and if I want to keep mm-hmm. reading it. And then if I'm writing a review, it's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But with this one, I was like, I kept thinking, we could have just started with the crash. We didn't need to mm-hmm. start on earth. I mean, mm-hmm. how many times did I need to be told that her dad died of leukemia and she didn't have mm-hmm. any family and this was mm-hmm. a last ditch resort? We, I didn't need to need, need to know all of these women in different ways. It was enough that they were the only humans on the ship that alone mm-hmm. created a unit of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't need all this. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was too much exposition set up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in my alien fucking romance <laughs> i don't disagree this is, this is i i 100% agree with you sarah and this is something i've said to bridget before when we so we are gonna write novellas at some point in the near future right so so we've been talking about it and i said i asked her i was like bridget can we just start a book from where the action hits like yeah don't give anybody no information about like what happened beforehand just the, the collision where it starts and go because yeah. every book and especially the number one of every book is always this whole long exposition about what's going on and i will figure this out over time you can give people information mm-hmm. over time and part of what happened beforehand can be part of the story of them finding out what the hell happened yeah. can be part or of explaining the story. it to their new mates right. like it just they had to they had to like basically repeat the information from the beginning later when they were talking to the mates yeah you know and i i, I always think that a lot of stuff i do books, i'm sorry i didn't mean to no, interrupt no, you shawnee but i do want to know what happened to the women who get kidnapped by the more primal drakens i'm well, like that bugged what's me what's happening to them over there my estimation of heroin they're getting that good dick they're getting the good fucking like the <laughs> extra good fucking yeah. but also that that made my estimation of the heroin viola it just 
it made my estimation of her just plummet. Like you have a translator, you can understand them. They can understand you. They have done nothing but say, please don't be afraid. You are yeah. unsafe. There's a flood. It's going to come. Like we right. have a whole flash flood rate. Trust us. We've right. been here a while. And right. she's like, they were so primitive and barbaric. Those other women must be in danger. And I'm like, they seem nice. You they're like, oh, nice. we're protecting your friends. <laughs> Don't worry. They're with us. Like, it's okay. Honestly, she's like Calm an down, alien. Karen. An alien. I was going to say an alien fucking Karen up there because you know what she saw that their, their home and she was like, they were like, you were expecting us to live in a cave and be like, yeah. and she definitely did. I'm like, you judged the crap out of them. You know, I, I do, I do want to give her like a tiny bit of like, credit because like there was the one scientist who was like they're they'll kill you mm-hmm. <laughs> and who put the initial idea in her head and i i know just by so much like you know life experience that the first truth told is the one believed mm-hmm. and like even if it's not true um and Don't so trust getting them. oh okay i won't trust so, them yeah so getting that idea out of her head is can take you know take a minute but i i actually was like so I, I wanted a, a little bit more oomph from Viola, Viola, because she was a botanist, one. Like, yeah. Where the was there? No, there was and not enough nerdy bot- botany, was there? No. There more was, alien was, fucking, more nerdy botany. <laughs> I have a very yeah. specific wish list here. Yes. Because my my thing is, in my this is my brain, I always think about how I'll write a book differently or how I would have rearranged it. Um, so, like, she's a botanist. They're on this planet, and they have a finite amount of resources. They don't have any metal. They have, you know, whatever. Um, they they get poisoned by these plants just like the other ones do and whatever. And I'm like, the, like as a botanist, I would be curious. Every time we pass something, I'd be like, oh, let me take a specimen of this or whatever. Even just if she had had a thought about it, like, oh, I'd love to study these plants while I'm here or come up with a neurotoxin for whatever, you know, like and I just and she wasn't smart enough for a botanist for me. Like she kept doing dumb shit that I was like, you are a whole Ph.D., like what? <laughs> what are you doing? You know, in order to get a PhD in botany, PhD. <laughs> you know there was data, right? Why is she not okay? This one makes this woman go into a go into a coma. Let me do a, just a quick superficial list of what the traits are, so I can stay away from it and all of its kin. Yeah, because it's going to give me a coma. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, that, that's that that seems logical, but she has no scientific approach to anything she doesn't even recognize when their magic dragon jizz is turning her into a a, you know better stronger faster farther lady yeah Yeah, i feel like i would notice that much quicker she did not pick that up quickly she's like huh maybe it's because i'm hiking more like my dad be so proud of my rock climbing lessons (laughs) i'm like you they had to carry you yesterday now you're fine (laughs) you you were in stasis like you were in the mother of all naps. You should not be able to just climb a mountain like two days later. Yeah. Please allow me to interrupt myself to tell you that you are so very invited to our next podcast after party Tuesday night, 730 Eastern on stereo. You can listen to us live on the stereo app. You can record messages for us to play. It's like a Tuesday night dose of serotonin and happiness with a chance of mayonnaise, maybe. All you need to do is download the free Stereo app at Stereo.com slash SmartBitches so you can connect with us when we're live every Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Go to Stereo.com slash SmartBitches and get started Tuesday night, 7.30 Eastern. And now back to the dragon shifters on the sex planet. I love that it is my job to say things like that. 
The other thing that really frustrated me is that with this much plot, there were so many opportunities for tension and Mm -hmm. the, the, the heroine's narration. First of all, okay. I hate it when, when characters who are giving me narration need to tell me that they are funny and they make funny jokes. (laughs) I'm like, no, you're not. And just leave it be. You don't have to underline your joke. See the joke that I just, no, mm -mm, don't do that. But also, (laughs) but also she, the conflict kept being, oh, what if I'm not their mate? They say I'm their mate. And they changed into dragons, which allegedly only happens when they see their mates. So maybe, but maybe I'm not their mate. And maybe they're supposed to be mated with somebody else. And now I'm jealous and sad. And I'm like, you just crash landed on a planet. Your spaceship's about to be swept away by flash floods. You were tricked into <laughs> this crash landing. You're never getting off this planet because allegedly there's an asteroid belt. Uh, the people who are supposed to keep you safe have betrayed you. Half the women are gone. The others are like are you crazy for dicking down all these dragon guys? Like what's wrong with you? You're facing judgment from the other passengers for getting the, getting the dick. And you do a lot of anal without lube. We have no, no, they use, no, no, you missed it. They used their pre-cum. It's magic pre-cum. That's that. I'm serious. You it's don't also an aphrodisiac. She said, yeah, it's an aphrodisiac. Cause she said something like it warmed her immediately or some nonsense. So it was definitely, it was definitely but, the alien jizz. But for sure. What was your, what was your ending point there, Sarah? What was, your- <laughs> there were so many opportunities for conflict and the default conflict was big misunderstanding. <laughs> and I'm like, you already have space age translators, multiple class systems all colliding. We have a royalty class and a peasant class. And then we have people who have been exiled and people who have a genetic mutation. Like there's a lot to explore here. There's so Mm -hmm. much possibility. We're going to go with maybe they don't really like me after all. And I won't make them turn into dragons. I will, I will say that the second book, the big conflict is one, she doesn't want to be their mate. So that's a reasonable conflict. I think to be like, "Uh, no, I'm not going to be. But then of course, she falls in dragon lust with them and she thinks they're she thinks they're dope cocks yeah when they're they turn into dragons and she like loves that they like breathe fire and stuff like that which is fun uh but then look it's a primal aphrodisiac right shani they had a previous mate (gasps) right that was in the end that was at the end the evil scientist killed her yeah so she her thing is maybe they don't love me because they wanted the other one like back or whatever and i'll always be second and i was like that's that's i mean they haven't done a single thing to make you think that but (laughs) i suppose you could get up in your head about that if you really okay but to be fair right so like like i try to allow for people to be human right which is like people come with their insecurities and their their baggage and their childhood traumas or whatever and so i try to allow for a little bit of that i just don't like it to go on too long like if it's the whole book of them going back and forth with that same cut like conflict do they love me do they not then i'm like no too much too much it's <laughs> you like know? the world's biggest daisy he loves me loves me not loves me i'm got i'm getting bored put the flower yeah. down yeah. yeah that was what that's kind of what happened in the last book in a way where like the character kept going back and forth back and forth and i was like dnf i will put this book down right now we'll smack you in the face with this book if you don't like like i just i just don't like the waffling for and too long so if she did if she felt that way i feel like it's valid it's a valid feeling but i feel like 
address it keep and keep the story going mm-hmm. versus like wallowing in that space like that's not my that's not my jimmy jam also I'm in these also in like in a shorter book because it was like 200 pages or something in yeah. a shorter book slash long novella i don't really care for that because i want like you get one waffle that's it because it's so short we don't have time for that you have to commit to this so we can get to the fucking and to the relationship. Otherwise, if you're going back and forth, back and forth, you're not even going to get together before the end of the book is over. So it's like, you really got to like, like, and you know, pick up the hard. pace. It's I was fine. That, also, I was totally on board that she like accepted them. She's like, you're my mates. Well, we may as well fuck. I was like, good for you. That's what I, I like that part. But I thought <laughs> I they like, I thought they moved right into the double penetration way too quickly. I'm like, there is so much buildup, not just that's an escalation. That's right. <laughs> They were like, and we shall just jump right to the, like, whoa, whoa. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I needed a little bit more. Like, they are it, aliens and dragon people, yeah. and they had to complete the bond. There's actually a bunch of uh, the alien ones I've read where they have to do double penetration for the, like, full bond to, like, snap into place or whatnot, um, which is yes. fine. I wasn't, I honestly, know, you guys, I was expecting it. She has two mates. So, like, I honestly did not oh, even, so, <laughs> didn't even phase me yes. at all. And I could have done, I could have gone there, except with the way that it was, it was like double penetration and yeah. there's yeah. no escalation from there because we've already done the thing. Mm-hmm. Blowjobs right. over yeah. the bathtub edge right. are not as, this is, I, this is a de-escalation. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent with yeah, you because true. they took me to a hundred and then they gave me 10 and I was like, like, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't get me all hot and bothered because they had already gone to the top, mm-hmm. you know? So I a hundred percent agree. I felt like they needed more time to set up that push and pull in the beginning and then, and get that real tension going. And it it wouldn't have taken that long to do that, which that's the other thing. Like it would not have taken that long and then start with the, you know, the little things like, like they went from like sucking her ankle to double penetration. <laughs> They Wait, really you guys did. Are forgetting about the entire scene, though, where they were in the oh, where she passed and they out, licked passed her out. entire body and sucked all the poison out. That's what I'm and talking about. With that, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that scene was nice. It was. Then they were about to have sex, and then they got interrupted. And I was like, okay, well, then we need a few more of these little interludes. Well, well she passed out, and I was like, y'all didn't notice she was passing out. <laughs> Well, they did. That's why they stopped. That's, they were like, I mean, this is not cool. The thing about sex in a narrative is I think that yeah. it needs to establish tension, but also cause more. Mm-hmm. So a sex scene is going to relieve sexual tension. And then if you just relieve all of it, it's like, well, what's the point? It's like the, the, the great jumping of the shark with a lot of TV shows. Okay, they did it. And what else yeah. you got? The you will have... they, won't they? Well, they did. So now Well, they did. Left. So now what, right? So yeah. with this setup, it could have been, we are going to go internally rupture with our dragon selves if we do not double down on you right now. But once we do that, we will back off. We will get to know each other better, but we are in agony. Do you consent to us doing this? Because otherwise, um, you know, this dragon inside me is going to eat my spleen or something. I don't Ooh, know. Sarah, write a book, Sarah. Sarah, write a but book. then they have to. Then they have to be like, "That was too much. That was too fast. We have to. We have to get to know each other better. That was a lot. Let's 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 you know go back and then rebuild." And they were just like, "DP, DP, bathtub." Yeah, 
And they didn't create and sustain more tension after alleviating not a whole lot of tension to begin with. Because she was also like half purple and drugged by a mysterious toxin plant that she didn't really seem to worry about as a PhD in botany. I, um, you know what I always, I missed it in this book too, was the like quiet moments of her fall, of them falling in love with each other. Yeah. Because I think the balance, at least in the ones that I love and will read 20 of in a row is the balance of, yes, she's getting that good dick. Yes. It's wonderful. But they also like care for her and they make her feel safe. And it's the like small, like. It's, it's, you have that initial attraction where it's like, oh, we're faded mates, but then you also have to show me why they're, you. why you're in love for that one person. Yes. So like, yes. She's their faded mate, but what is it about her? That is the thing. So like for Nick's, it's like that she accepts him and thinks everyone should treat him equally with Arax, even though he's not a, a noble and that. So like, but I wanted more of those little things where she like teases Arax for being so commanding or she's, you know, whatever. Like I wanted to see more of that, mm-hmm. the intimacy in the small moments so that when they got to the pow moments, I was invested in the excitement more. I, I totally agree with 100%. you. hundred percent. Because like not beyond this book. There's so many books I read where the main couple are only the main couple because they've decided to love each other, but they have nothing in common. They don't like, there's no funny, quippy things between them and whatever. The love is intense and then there's nothing else. Mm -hmm. And I always wonder, like, when that book ends, are you getting divorced? Like, when that book ends, are you, is there a breakup? You know, are you a single parent now? And is like, I understand was, why you guys are are fucking, but I don't understand why you're together. Yeah, it's th- th- there's a disconnect there. I yeah, I know exactly what you mean. This book had a, a, one of my favorite quotes, and you just <gasps> you just gave me uh, another book that has the same thing. So she says uh, the Drakens may be onto something. Two cocks are better than one, and I was like, yes, ma'am, they are. <laughs> Can I share with you my favorite line? There's always one line in books like these where I'm just like, well, yep, that's why I read it. That's that's why I'm here. This is my favorite. I shift my attention to their cocks. After all, I need to thank them for my luggage. And I was like, I mean, yeah, you, you know, do. you know, somebody yeah, who, who works in the unclaimed baggage department is going to read this book and be like, wait a minute. I didn't know that was on the table. <laughs> I feel That's like I'm amazing. always looking for excuses to be thankful and grateful. <laughs> that 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 line was my favorite. I need to thank them for my That's, luggage. Well, I mean, if, there, if you need a reason to get down with your two half dragon bronzed cock mates, yeah. Well, that's as good a reason as that's anybody a, could be that they're there, you know, they're just alive and in the same room as you. <laughs> and it's really interesting. They don't have any conflict with her. She has conflict with them and she invents mm-hmm. conflict with them. And they're like, no, nope, yep. She's it. That's good. Cool. All right. Yeah. We'll figure out this whole dragon thing. Cause it's all a mystery. We've our, our biology, our biology has been hidden from us and our <laughs> freedom has been stolen. We've been dumped on this planet, but yeah, she's cool. That's it. We're good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so- Thank you. Drive through. <laughs> So Sarah, Sarah, my my um my partner said to me the other day. So, so to preface this, right, I have a bad period and I get really bad PMS, right? So about three days before my period, like clockwork, 
I pick an argument that is like the stupidest, dumbest argument. The last time it was, why did you open up the air fryer without me? <laughs> okay, that's that was the argument. I wanted to open the air fryer. Why did you open the air fryer? Okay, and he's. I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> and you look back on yourself and you're like, wow. You're like, you're just like, oh, okay, that was the cross I was going. That was really hard. So, but he so it didn't phase him at all, right? Like. He just looked at me and he goes, okay, <laughs> like walks up. And later on we're talking and he's just like, oh no, I just expect that like three days before your period every month, like we're going to have a ridiculous argument and then, and then we'll just move on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. and, that, and that'll be that. And I was like, you don't get upset? He's like, no, happens every month. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's you, but it's not you, you. <laughs> it's you, but it's you with extra hormones and crap. and it's really hard in those moments for me, I know, to be like, wait, wait, wait a minute. We dial this back. <laughs> am I am I a premenstrual host beast right now? I think I might be a premenstrual host beast right now. And sometimes I gave him permission to say this, but sometimes he'll he'll say to me, he said it to me one time and I was like, Oh, keep saying that. He goes, he goes, Are you feeling extra sensitive right now? Oh, that's <laughs> and sometimes so sweet. Sometimes I go, Yes, yes I am. <laughs> That's usually how my husband knows that things are up because I'm usually extremely even keeled. And then like you, Shani, you'd be like, you opened the air fryer without me? <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> I'm very upset now. I'm very upset. I wanted the new crisp smell of the box. Open it up. I wanted to crunch the styrofoam. <laughs> I wanted to open the manual and see how you set it up. <laughs> I'm really sorry he did that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I don't. I feel like nobody sees me. You know. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> too, too much. <laughs> so overall, having read a few Sex Planet alien fucking books, how would you rank this one? How would you grade this book as a as a reading experience? Ooh. Okay. I, I generally rate all of these books that I'm not expecting too much plot, whatever. Like I read these because I want to get off. That's why I read them. Let's not sexy. That's the kind yeah. of it's that's what it says on the tin. And and generally I don't re- rate these more than a three. Because three to me is the top of a of a of a just a sex rom book, right? Yeah. Um I reserve five so you're like, oh, there's plot and there's a whole story you're telling me, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um so like this falls in a three, however. I did like the Ice Planet Barbarians more than I like this book. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's because beyond this being like the curse of a first book, right, where they're giving me way too much information. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also thought that Viola was very close to one dimensional, like just like just adjacent. You know, they just kept <laughs> tell, telling me about how she was lonely, about how. <laughs> Uh, about her father but then it's like what she's a botanist but she don't do botany like so <laughs> so I didn't have I felt like I didn't have uh, um, enough knowledge of her and I felt like they could have put more knowledge of her if they just removed out some of the repetitive um, things but I, I really 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 dislike when they say things more than once in the book oh yeah I'm with you there 
What about you, Bridget? I think it says a lot that you and I were both like, oh, then the next book in this series. I'm I'm sorry. What was that? She's so I always just get intrigued by things. And so then I like, I have to know. And that's like my, like people have addictions to a lot of things. My addiction is like when I watch a movie, like I have to watch every movie that actor has ever been in if I like them or director has ever directed, or I have to like watch the entire TV show series, or I have to read the entire, the entire back catalog of a certain author. So, right. like that. Um, and so you're a completionist and a deep diver. Yes. Although I'm not a complete, as soon as I don't like it, I will drop off and never think about it again. So as soon oh, as the, as soon as it's gone, I will never, like, as soon as I'm like, oh, I don't like this anymore. I'll just never think of it again. Mm -hmm. But until that moment, I will just keep on going and going and going. And so I was intrigued because I was like, there's so much in this. There's like so much plot. There's so much like, I was more intrigued by the what's going to happen when they get off the planet. How are they going to get off? Because they got to get off the planet at some point based on how much you're telling me about all the scientists and the other shit. So I'm like, well, they're getting off the planet sometime. So how are they going to get off the planet? Why are they going to get off the planet? Are they going to start a war? Is he going to become emperor? So like, that's the shit I wanted. So is she an empress now? But she's a human empress. And like, that's the shit that I am intrigued in versus like, I want to, whereas normally I would want to like read the next book. Cause I'm like, Ooh, that was sexy. I want to see the next sexy couple. This is more like, I'm like, well, let's get to the book. Where's the book where we start to get into like some more of the, the major stuff. conflict, right. not the does he like me, does he not like me, exactly. but like the real class and the sci-fi, the real sci-fi, the, real right. the, like, the, 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 the real underpinnings yes. of motivation and plot. Yes. Like, like in the back of your brain, like when you're reading it and you see some of the things they're setting up, you can see like the roadmaps they're putting down. But then with the thing about roadmaps is that there's many forks your brain can take. They're giving you like the first little inklings and then your brain's like, Bleh. and my, my brain, that's why I think I, I got stuck on her being a botanist, right? Because again, I'm hyper literal. Bridget always makes fun of me. <laughs> I'm hyper literal when I read sometimes. And I in these books I generally try to suspend my disbelief, but it doesn't stop my brain from latching on to like these bits of information. So she's a botanist and there's other scientists on this planet, but they can't get off this planet because, you know, they don't have whatever they need. But now they have enough knowledge, people with a good knowledge base that they can start researching or they could start doing things. Or, you know what, they can ambush the next plane that comes off, comes to drop off more alien, you know, prisoners, you know, or I whatever. Like, so That's my brain's a big plot hole, actually. Yeah, uh, it's not a plane. They they do say it, but it was like such a short mention. I had to go back and look again because I was like, why don't they just like repair the plane? They don't. They're not dropped off in ships like the one they crashed in. They're sent in like escape pods, sort of like a, oh, like a capsule, oh, something like yeah. like some sort of like yeah, like it's meant to be like a one way. Yeah, yeah. But survive, then good for yeah. you. But we don't give a shit, sort of. Yeah, like I don't think they're individual people like pod size capsules, but they do say something in passing where like ours aren't real ships or some, some yeah. such. Mm -hmm. But like then to, in my brain, it makes sense that every scrap of metal that enters this planet that they grab immediately. And they mentioned in the book, they're like, Oh, we could harvest the plane for weapon to, for metal for weapons. And I'm like, why don't you harvest that plane for plane? Like, <laughs> <laughs> why are you not harvesting this plane for its original purpose before it gets swept away by floodwaters? Like, yeah, exactly. You know, get on so, that. 
so, you know, I just, um, and also they've been there 60 years. I kind of felt like they would have a better communication between, um, from being far from their, their tribes and things like that. But these are like, these are things that hit my brain that I go, Shani, it's an alien fucking book. Just let it go. You know, it's a sex planet. It's a sex planet. Really tough terrain. I also wonder, I also wonder how far away (laughs) they are because. when I read that and they're like, there's other exiles on the planet. I was like, yeah, but if you're in America and some other exiles get dropped in China, you're never going to meet them. Like it's so far away. So they don't like, I didn't, I just assumed that the planet was big enough that they're not within, because they go on these hunts for weeks at a time. So like, they're not close Mm -hmm. and they also didn't necessarily know like where they would get dropped or like, when because some of them got dropped like hundreds of years ago and some of them got dropped six years ago and some of them got dropped but that's last year, that's so. not, that's not actually not what i what i mean i actually just mean communicating with the same people in their own tribe right so smoke signals oh some sort I see. Of, oh with the 14 of like of their little yeah, colony got yeah it. i thought they would have a better way of communicating after 60 years oh, and yeah. just, before the rains come like some yeah. sort of like hey just everyone some, some rain's coming heads up you know <laughs> like just a way you know um, and one of my favorite lines, speaking of like they've been on this planet 60 years, is uh, she she basically looks at them when they tell them how old they are. And mm-hmm. she's like, are you 80? Like, or whatever. <laughs> and there's this line where he where they say, we intend to show you that we are not too old to pleasure you. And I was like, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I read that line. And I, all night long. <laughs> I read that line and I was like. That's like gran- grandpa's. That's that's what you're worried about. That they're 80. <laughs> not that they're dragons. Not that you're stranded on a sex planet. Not that your ship has been crashed by some kind of weird, hostile individual. Not that you have now been adopted into a pretty nice colony with hot water and a dining hall. I mean, it sounded like camp to me. That is the dining hall. Okay, sure, <laughs> great. Yeah, absolutely works. Your friends are here. The people you flew with are here. There's food. They're busting their asses to feed you so that you don't starve. They've clearly adopted you, but you're going to worry that they're 80. <laughs> you know what okay. don't you think that your brain Sarah. latches onto like the small problem always yes. like always. like you're always like true. i can't deal with any of this other stuff all i can think about is wait a minute you look young and you're old what? you're qualified for a lot what? of retired discounts do you know <laughs> a- retirement R-B-A-B. discount to get off this planet you're like you, you know what the dragons i can't even i can't even deal with that right Is now it? but you're 80 Hey, what? Listen, this goes back to my to my salsa dancing analogy, though. She should be really grateful that they're eighty, okay? Because just like just like salsa, when you dance with those young cats, they try to throw you around the dance floor. You're breaking your ankles and all sorts of stuff. But when you dance with the old guys, they take it slow. They make sure you happy. They show you off. They really get in the cut, and you don't have no problems. So those eighty year old dragons, they go they gonna do it real nice for her, okay? She don't want them young bucks. Okay. <laughs> if only that were more true among humans. <laughs> I do want to draw attention to one thing before I forget, because it's not about the text. The cover. Did you see the cover of this book? I did. The heroine. I don't I don't want to like shock anybody because it's not really part of the story itself, but the image of the heroine, she's a little curvy. She is, yeah. She I've has some that. she has some she got back fat. She's got back fat. Yeah, I love back fat. I'm very excited about this. You know, it's not I feel in the like book. Those two dudes aren't big enough, and I feel like they should have made them stand on some boxes. I was, I was not happy about the size of these dudes or the 
They're like, one of them is like her height. And I'm like, he's supposed to be a large, large alien man. One of, one of them, them looks is, like her it. dad and one looks like her son. And that was a problem <laughs> for me. That was now a that problem Now that you just said that, me. I totally I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I had to not look at the cover because I was like, what? <laughs> but if you cover them up, like if you just take your hands and cover them up. Yeah. Like, I don't usually see back fat on my erotic alien fucking sex planet no. romances. Pretty nice. No. I'm, I'm a I fan. Wonder, it is nice. I'm curious actually where the picture came from. Like if this was probably was- stock. It's stock. The tattoos are manipulated. Obviously the coloring is manipulated. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were in the picture with her. Maybe she's actually holding a towel. I mean, it's hard to know. Oh. Stock art gets manipulated in a brilliant bazillion different ways. You always know when there's another cover that comes out that's almost identical to it. And a lot of these style of books, especially when they're like the four hour, five hour, or at least audio, mm-hmm. um, they all steal the same, they like all steal the same oh, yeah. stock footage and stuff like that, which I hate because I don't recognize titles of books. It take I don't remember titles at all, but I remember the image of the cover. Yes. So like... I think I'm, I'm like, that guy, oh, but it's not that book. That it's guy, that guy yeah, again. Guy. And you're just like, wait, but I really like this book. I want to read it again. But that's not the book that I read. Where's the book that I read? The same mafia guy his plays is on every mafia cover book that exists. Like, and so I never know. I hate it because I'll go to reread a series that I like. And then it's just, it's just the same person. It's just not, it's not the same it's that book. one guy. And there's yeah. the guy with the, with the half smile who's like <laughs> above a million different skylines. Yeah. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. So Bridget, what did you think? Overall of the book? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd say it's a three. I, I was, I was fine with it. I wasn't like Super, super invested. Unlike Shawnee, I am happily, happy, happy, happy to give a four or five to these books if they are warranted Um, because they are four or five for what they are. And some of them are astonishingly good. And I'm wrapped up in the story and the sexy times and I am in it to win it and I will read them all. This one I thought was just okay. I didn't, I didn't hate it and I didn't love it. But I enjoyed it enough that I was like, I wonder what's going to happen in the next book, which is usually a pretty good sign. Because um, books I don't like, I'm like, that was trash. Get this out of my house. <laughs> and then I never think about it again. So I would say three. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you. That is exactly where I would put it. There were some parts where I was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Like you said, Shani, with laying down maps and different paths. I was like, oh, oh, that's a cool place to go. Oh, guess we're not going down there. Okay. <laughs> and then they would do a tease, another possibility. Oh, that could be an interesting set. No, no, not going down there either. We're just going to go walk through these trees. Okay. And I would, I was following along and I never got to the point of outrage of what the fuck am I reading? But I also never got to the absolute delight of grade a crazy sauce off the wall bonkers where I'm like, what the fuck am I reading? And can I have more of it? I never got there either. Three is a a three or like a C grade is exactly where I would put this. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much (laughs) for reading this book to talk about it with me. You guys are so welcome. This is such a delight. Sarah, it's we decided so before we came on the podcast that we should make this like a like a biannual get together. Yes, yes, yes. Let's read fucked up books together forever. Yeah. I Yay. love this plan. I love it. Good. Because you know, the thing is, with especially with KU, if all you want to read is Sex Planet Alien fucking, you will never run out of books. Never. Like it's no. just replete. And if you want to yeah. read like skeleton fucking, I'm sure yeah. that's in there. Like, I'm sure it is. Whatever it is. A yes. 
it's in there and B, there's a face group, Facebook group for it. <laughs> there's a Facebook group. That's so it's true. Like, it's like rule 35 and rule 36. There's a porn, there's a KU, and there's a Facebook group. <laughs> <That's so true. laughs> and a subreddit. And a subreddit. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Thank yeah, you. this is awesome, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. If people want to find you, where can they find you? Legitimately, not like come to your house and scare you with 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 alien fucking books. I mean, unless you want that to happen, but I'm presuming no. Uh, preferably not, unless they are an actual alien and it is imperative to the galaxy survival that I go with them and breed. And then in that case, there better be some alien technology to make pregnancy completely painless and happy and the birth wonderful. And you better change my anatomy into be better, faster, stronger than I currently am. And that is all I will accept from you. But your and then and then partner's a doula. You don't need any of that. You got like a full, you got a doula. She's right there. That's true. <laughs> and then we're, and then we're happy to do our, our, you know, our civic duty as, uh, you know, Americans. Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> civic duty as uh, earth species. Earth species. Things we'll do, we'll do for duty. this planet. Uh, you can find us at romanceataglance.com. You can Yay. also find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts, uh, by searching romance, romance at a glance. And on Instagram, we are also romance at a glance. And to trick you, we are romance at glance on Twitter. And we are also on Facebook at romance at a glance. You know, we're all the places that you guys might want to be. And we love to talk to people and we love book recommendations. So watch that. Awesome. And that brings us to the end of the episode with the sex planet dragon shifter. Seriously, I love my job. I will have links to where you can find romance at a glance. But if you search the app that you are using to listen to this podcast, they're in there. And I will have links to where you can find and follow them on all your favorite social media locations. I also want to make sure that you know, if you want to tell us about a book you read, or you want to relax or laugh a bit, or you want to tell me about mayonnaise, or you want to tell Amanda about mayonnaise, that's who you really want to talk to about mayonnaise, please join us for our next podcast after party, Tuesday, 7.30 Eastern on Stereo. All you need to do is download the free Stereo app at Stereo.com smartbitches. You can connect with us live every Tuesday night at 7.30 Eastern. We get very silly. We laugh a lot. And it's tremendous fun, and I would love for you to be a part of it. You can record messages, we play them during the episode, and it's just complete mayhem. So please join us for our next podcast after party Tuesday, 7.30 Eastern. Go to Stereo.com slash SmartBitches so you can connect with us when we are live. I also want to thank you for leaving reviews for this here podcast. You are wonderful. Rating and reviewing the podcast is, I realize... A bit of work as a person who does reviews, I really do get it, but it helps us find new listeners, and I am so very thankful for the things that you have written. For example, Avacos wrote, This was the first romance novel podcast I found, which led to finding three others. Yes! This one, though, will always be my fave. Thank you for doing what you do, especially with the website, which makes it super easy to find all those book recs again and add them to my TBR list. I love it. You are so welcome. And thank you to Amanda, who is the mastermind of the database where you can find all the books. All the books we mention are in the show notes. And I bet you know where. But I'm going to tell you. SmartBitchesTrashyBooks.com slash podcast. And as always, I end with a terrible, terrible joke which is another thing people mention in the reviews, which I also appreciate. Thank you. This comes from Colleen S., who emailed it to me after seeing it on Twitter by way of social moi on Twitter. Did you know 
that I can cut down a tree using only my vision? It's true, and it's not because I wear bifocals and can bend the sun into sharp fire. No, I can cut down a tree using only my vision. I saw it with my own eyes. Love it. Thank you, Colleen S. I love when you send me bad jokes. You can send them to me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com. And you know, if you have a book that you would recommend that we read or a podcast that you think we should have on the show, I would love that. sbjpodcast at gmail.com. But for now, on behalf of everyone here, first, do not forget to thank your dragon shifter mates for your luggage. It's very important. And number two, Have a wonderful weekend, the very best of reading, and we will be back next week. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.